Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. and basic badass podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about 72-hour get-home bag. Now, we've touched on this in the past, but I feel like going back to your stuff and reviewing what's available and what's in there, that, that's one of the things I find with mine. I'll be like, oh, I need a flashlight. Wait, I know there's one in my get-home bag when I'm at the car. And then I'm like, wait, which pocket? Where? Yeah. What? But it's mm-hmm. always worth kind of revisiting, checking the inventory, and making sure that things are right. Plus, guess what? There's some new gear out there, some new things worth checking out, and things you might want to visit. So mm-hmm. first off, let's kind of cover the basics. Now, a, a, a get-home bag is something you would keep in your car in case you bra- break down. It might even be just on the way home from work in a shit-hits-the-fan type situation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about because otherwise you just call your wife and be like, hey, come get me. I'm like, you know, right. a couple miles away, whatever. But I mean, like I probably work 25 miles from my home. Well, guess what? If I'm walking 25 miles, that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need maybe tents and and whatever for that. But it'd be nice to have maybe decent shoes or a water bottle. Something like that in, in the car would be nice to have. Um, The other idea is we're saying 72 hour. What if I'm on a road trip, right? Or even just driving in the next town three hours away or whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, it matters. But let's cover some basics. So first off, I think you're going to still have your everyday carry. So your everyday carry is not going to be in the bag. Right. So that's basically the stuff on your person, right? Right. But it's already assumed. So, you know, people are like, oh, well, you should have you know, different things in your bag, uh, weapons or things like that. Well, maybe that's already on your person, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're already carrying that. That's what we're assuming. Um, so typically my everyday carry, um, you know, I, I have my phone, I have cash, I have, you know, different things, you know, and a, a credit card or something, you know, a check card. I have, um, you know, maybe a firearm, maybe a knife. Right. Uh, I always carry a multi-tool like a Leatherman. 
Um, some people who don't have it on their person every day might have one in your car. It's kind of assumed. Now, right. what else would you have in your car? Like, how do you prevent emergencies with your car, Kevin? What do you think yeah. in there first? Well, I mean, the main thing you want to do is not have to walk 25 miles to get home, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, so maybe having jumper cables, right? Oh. Things like a toolkit. A lot of people don't have basic like ratchet set yeah. in their car. You know what I mean? And maybe like, you don't, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe you don't know how to use a ratchet set to fix a car. And that right is just a waste of time. You know what I mean? If you got a 16 year old daughter, that's, that's uh, just starting to drive on her own, you know, it might be nice to have a ratchet set in there, but she probably ain't going to be, ain't going to be fixing, fixing her car on the way home, you know? Uh, but th- what she should be able to do is change a tire. Oh, and I thought you were going to say have like a shorter skirt she could change into. To get I'm out. not talking about anyone's daughters like that. Okay. Maybe your wife, but not your daughter. Um, no, but I mean, I know a lot of people that are driving around every day and don't know how to change a tire, don't know where the jack is, don't even know how to find their spare tire. And, you know, if you're, if you're planning on having the same vehicle for a while, it's probably a good idea to swap out your donut with an actual tire. You know, you change your tires, you take your old crappy tire that you were getting rid of. And just stick it in the trunk, and it's better to have it there than, uh, you know, than to pay that eight dollar fee to get rid of it. You just have to make sure you have like a, a good rim to put it on, you know. Right. And, and you can get those it. from you junkyards, can, right? The junkyard, or honestly, go to Summit, and you can buy like a sixty dollar steel wheel. That's mm-hmm. nothing. I do because I have on my uh, my old Ford. I put, you know, I thought really cool black steel wheels on there that are, you know, they were like sixty five bucks each or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, you do have to figure out the spacing and what's right for your vehicle, but anything, it's not that hard. Put a little effort into it. Maybe use a tape measure. You measure from the lug nut. It it can be figured out. There's directions on there. So anyway, right. um, But a lot of people don't think so like with my car for that, the wife's driving a lot of the time. And actually, honestly, even my truck, both of them, I bought a can of fix a flat. Now I hate that yeah. crap. I don't want to use it. I don't. It's trash. I'm right. Change the tire if I can change the tire. Right. But I also don't want my wife on the side of the freeway to be. Oh, I just you know got a flat tire, and she could have just gone out there with fix a flat. And yeah, the guy at the car shop who's got to change it has a mess and doesn't like it and isn't happy. Right. But guess what? My wife didn't get hit by a freaking semi because she was out there changing the tire. Right. You know? No, I think the having a can of fix a flat is like a real good, you know, it's worth it. It's worth and, having it. And and to be honest, I mean, I, I actually felt bad because I didn't stop for a lady the other day. And I just I, I, I'm a jerk. Right. So here's the thing. Like, how how is that? I did a road trip. How cool is it if you can just be like, hey, look, I have this can of fix a flat. I can get you going and you're right back on on the road, you know. Right. Um. Yeah, Off to no, the next I, exit. I saw this lady in her like hundred thousand dollar freaking car, and she's on the side of the road with a flat tire, and I'm in the like, you know, five miles of, of congestion and whatever, and she was just looking overwhelmed. That I was like, and I I was lanes over, and it would have been damn near impossible, mm-hmm. but I still felt bad. I was like, I should have fought through that and tried to, you know. 
but right. and get over and I just look over and just see like the overwhelmed on her yeah, face. And wave. that's the thing. You don't want to, hey, you know, good luck. It's <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Hope that works out. You know, you want to send her the emoji with the cat hanging on the branch. And mm, hang hang in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. But that's the thing is you don't want that to be your wife and whatever. And I'm just like, you know, how, and, and I'm sure, you know, somebody's come to take care of it and it's fine and whatever. But it just, yeah, you should be prepared and you should be. don't do is another thing a lot of people don't do is they don't think, Hey, I changed my tires and wheels on my truck. I have a, a lift kit and 35 inch tires. And then they get a flat tire and they're like, Ooh, this Jack doesn't even come close. Yeah. Right. You might have a problem. So I, I might be in a situation like that. And what I did is I actually bought a tire patch kit. I have fix a flat. I have an air compressor that plugs into the battery and I can basically solve my problems on the go. Now I still have a spare tire. I still have some pieces of four by four in the truck bed that I could deal with the jack and, and make it mm -hmm. work out if I had to, but I came up with other solutions and maybe carting around the appropriate jack is your solution, but right. that's not necessarily going to be a fun thing. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, like Kevin said, socket set, uh, basic tools, a flashlight, you know, a multi-tool in your vehicle are always smart things. Mm -hmm. I usually have some kind of like bottled water. I have a first aid kit in my vehicle. These things are all go-to, but yeah. now, now, well, go ahead. With the, with the first aid kit in my car and the first aid kit in my, my get home bag is not the same thing. You know, my car first aid kit is like, uh you know, trauma, real trauma stuff. Um, okay. The stuff I'm carrying in my bag is, is scaled down quite a bit. You know what I mean? Okay. I, you don't want to, you want to, you don't want to be carrying 80 pounds, you know, all the way in that bag. If you can cut it down as much as possible, that's great. But uh, there are some stuff that you want to definitely be prepared for, you know, when you're, when you're hoofing it, you know? Yep. Now, all right. So let's dig into it. So the 72 hour bag, now, I know the one that I keep in my wife's car is I have like a uh, 5-1 tactical bag, 5-1-1 tactical bag. But the thing is, I went with like blue. I have like light blue because mm -hmm. I don't want it to look like, hey, that's the guy who's prepared. When you pull out the Army Alice pack, Alice mm -hmm. pack or the camo or the, you know, black tactical bag, um, that kind of thing, you end up advertising to everybody hey i'm prepared i have good shit worth taking right Whereas if it looks like your normal backpack and you kind of look like everybody else trying to get home on the side of the road then you know things might be a little easier now usually like i think the big fear that most people have is you read these prepper novels and basically there's an attack on maybe the power grid there is some kind of attack where they hit the refineries or an EMP. But bottom line is either cars stop moving or gas stop selling and people end up having to hoof at home. That's mm. basically what your 72-hour bag is talking about. That or 
you could actually be in the middle of nowhere where you're 10 miles away from anything and there's just no phone service and there's no nothing and you're kind of hoofing it. That's yeah. basically the bag that we're trying to prepare. Yeah. Now, so, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a, a blackout in New York City. I think it was mm -hmm. a, a Friday afternoon. So a bunch of people were, were leaving the city and a bunch of people were trying to get out of the city just because there was a blackout and they needed to get, you know, get somewhere somewhere a little bit safer and nobody could leave because everybody was trying to leave at the same time. And a lot of people ended up walking out. Uh, you know, you park your car someplace, it's not moving anyway. And, you know, just hundreds of people walking across the bridges trying to get out of the city. That's not, you know, a position you want to be in if you're, you know, in dress shoes and a, and a suit and it's, you know, uh, you know, hundred degrees outside with 90% humidity it's not where, what you want to be doing, man. You don't, you don't want to be caught with your pants down in a situation like that. Right. And, and that's it. And one of the versions in 95, either 295 or 495, one of those that cuts through D.C., I think about two years ago in the winter, they shut down the highway. And it was a good 10 hours they sat mm -hmm. there. And if you're in the wintertime and you don't have some kind of blankets, you don't have some kind of food and water in your car, 10 hours sucks, especially mm -hmm. if you have little kids or yep. something you got to deal with. That becomes a life-threatening situation with the cold and whatever. And these people were just between exits and they couldn't get out of there in the middle of the city. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm just saying there are possibilities that you need to kind of plan for. So Right. And where you live, you know. A lot of this depends on where you live. If you live in a metropolitan area, you might be planning different than if you live out in the desert in Arizona in the middle of nowhere. You know, there's yeah. different different stuff that you're going to have in your bag. Right. And that's it. You definitely want to plan accordingly. And and honestly, I have different stuff that I will add for wintertime or summertime. Uh, typically in the summer, I keep like four bottles of water. In my get home bag. Now I have all kinds of filtration and water purification. We'll talk about that. But I keep about four bottles of water, which isn't much for my daily driving. Mm -hmm. But now here's the kicker I go on the road trip, I'm driving, you know, 400 miles. I'm going to stop at the gas station where I already have it in my house, depending, you know, when it is. But I'm going to put the 24 pack of bottled water in the car before I leave. Because I honestly don't keep too much water in the car because of the fact that wintertime comes and people get lazy and forget and then stuff leaks all over the bag and it's a problem. But again, there's always like four in the summer and like I said, the road trip, then I add more if I'm going to be far away from home. The other thing is in the winter, you know, it's kind of what it is and I just end up being lazy and you know, yeah. but again, if I'm doing a road trip, I throw it in the car. I do the bigger bag. But if I'm, you know, just to work and whatnot, I probably don't for the day to day. Mm -hmm. I hate to say, being honest. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think uh, one of the things that's that's definitely underrated uh, that I've, you know, used multiple times is uh, extra dry pairs of socks. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse than than a long walk and wet, you know, with wet feet and wet shoes. And uh, swapping out a dry pair of socks gets rid of a lot of that moisture. And those socks are going to get wet again from those boots. But, I mean, if you have a couple of bags, you know, what I do is get a, a gallon size Ziploc bag, right? And I keep I keep two pairs of socks 
a t-shirt and a pair of underwear in there. Um, you know, the socks are what I mostly end up pulling out of there, you know, but you know, you sometimes get splattered with shit and you got to swap your shirt out in the middle of the day, you know, sometimes you trust a fart you shouldn't have. And it's nice to have that extra pair of underwear. Oh, I'm getting older, man. That was too much. That was too much. You know, Hey, listen, I'm not the only one. I mean, the guy that's president right now, I guarantee looking at him, he doesn't, (laughs) he shouldn't be trusting any farts, you know? I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's, you know. All right. So I would add to that. You do, if you're not somebody who's typically wearing comfortable shoes, Mm -hmm. you want to have an extra pair of shoes or an extra pair of sneakers or something for the wife or whatever. She's Mm -hmm. rocking high heels or something, you know, higher. There are a lot of shoes that women wear that are not comfortable for the long walk. Right. That's the answer. And if you're someone who wears those shoes, you need to have a second pair, even if they're not necessarily in the bag, but tucked in. I know my car has a couple of little cubby things and, you know, usually by the spare tire, there's extra room that you can kind of throw something there. Right. And I don't mean like, you know, shoes that you go and buy and whatever, or the $10 shoes, you need something that you can actually walk in and be comfortable in. Right. And if you have something like that, you know, throw it in there and just keep it safe. Another thing that I typically have in my bag with the clothing theme here is uh, like a sweatshirt. And I usually have like something that's going to fit, you know, multiple people in my family. You know, if you have a large or extra large sweatshirt, odds are almost anybody in the family, if they're freezing, can throw that on and benefit from it. Right, right. You know, that's the thing. I mean, and, you know, maybe your family, everybody's a medium or less, whatever it is. You find that that size and get it, you know, where people can have a way for an extra level of warmth and to get there. Yeah. Um, now one of the one of the yeah. uh, comments just just mentioned uh, having some extra whiskey in the bag. I think that's a valid point. That's a go to emergency. Right. Emergency whiskey is something that you should keep in your car. You never know what's you know what's going to happen. You know, it's not just for breakfast anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Kevin, it, it shouldn't always be about the whiskey. You know, maybe it is. <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know about that. No, I, I say that, but I've probably been to the liquor store about six times in the last, I don't know, three weeks before I finally found a bottle of that Buffalo Trace. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was really good. Um, yeah. We had, the wife had tried it at a restaurant and then. I was like, oh, well, I got to go. And every time I go, they're like, oh, sold out. Oh, mm-hmm. sold out. And yeah, but I finally, and it, dude, check it out. The guy's like, oh, hang on a minute. And he reaches under the counter. Yeah, I have one bottle left. And I'm like, oh. yeah, I know what's going on here. Uh-huh. Now I see what it is. Yeah, they're not, you know, it's not cheap, that that stuff, you know? Uh, if you live in the South, it's a little bit better. Um, is it? It's twice what other people are paying for other stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I paid 29 bucks. Ooh, yeah. No, my, the, I was looking at 58. Oh, that's what they're yeah. selling at my, my liquor store. 29, 32 with tax. Oof. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, all right. So yeah, I'm living in the wrong place. You're living in the wrong place. I got here and I was like, ooh, so Southern Comforts, uh, $14. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm like, we can do this. We can do the South. Things are things are looking up. Yeah, no, seriously, I could cut my uh, liquor budget in half down there. 
you know, it's all about lifestyle, you know, lifestyle mm-hmm. design, right? That, that's how you do it. So anyway, um, let me think. Uh, oh, I was going to say in the wintertime, the wife always used to keep a uh, sleeping bag in the back of the car. Yeah. That way something happens. Even if just the heat goes out, you can throw that over the kids in the back or, you know, whatever you need to do. It's one more option. Mm-hmm. Um so, all right, moving along with the bag, uh, food and snacks. So that kind of thing. What I do is um, my Patriot Supply, I had gotten in the past a 72-hour uh, food kit, mm-hmm. and that's that's fine and good. But you also want something like on the go that you can eat. And you want something that's not going to necessarily be stale in, you know, short order, right? Yeah, I mean that is something to to be concerned about. You know, uh, you know, it, it's great to have like a high, um, you know, a calorie dense food. You know, some of those uh, granola bars are pretty good; they'll last a while. You know, keep them, make sure it stays packaged. You know, to, uh, sealed up. You know, anything really that's sealed up. But you have to be aware that you know, oh, this granola bar has been in the bottom of this bag for three years right. now. Time exactly. to switch it out. You know. Uh, a lot of that stuff will last just fine, but you know, there's a certain amount of time that, and it's easy to stick stuff in that bag and throw it in the car and forget about it until you need it. And then, oh yeah, this, <laughs> this expired six years ago. I yeah. probably should, uh, should right, not be open it. Now. It's just powder. Right. Right. Like, oh, right. That's not going to do it. Um, I actually bought this, uh, I was at like Gander or something and they have this, like, it's like a meal bar or something they call it, but it's mm-hmm. like, like six inches by like eight inches and like an inch thick. And it's like 4,000 calories. It's like a 4,000 calorie granola bar, you know, but it's right. giant. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I guess if you're on the go and starving to death. So I have that as like a brick at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> right, um, right. So obviously food and water are big things. So some kind of food right there. We got that, that covered. Um, all the bags I have, I have one in my truck and one in the car, and they both have that bladder system in the back. Again, it's I don't feel comfortable keeping it full of water right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But that's the big thing always that people don't realize is, oh, when I'm hiking home or whatever, they don't have a storage container. You know, you want to hold on to whatever water bottles you have for refilling and that kind of thing. Now, obviously, we all know about Giardia and, and you know, just picking water up off the mud puddle on the side of the road. Actually, right. probably better than the creek on the side of the road. But, you know, either way, having all the car fluids and whatever in there, maybe not the best thing. Um, you want something that, if you guys ever heard of like a gypsy well, if you are have a creek and you have no way to filter and no way to treat the water, um, they people do something called a gypsy well where you go about a foot from the edge of the creek and you dig down and you dig a hole and the water that fills up in that hole will basically be filtered through the dirt as it comes through. Now, obviously this isn't the better level of filtration that people are paying for, but it's the better than nothing filtration. And you can, I don't don't know what you're supposed to call it, but I think gypsy well is racist now. I'm not, was that wrong? I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. I'm not I'm right. not sure how that works. That's but fair. Well, you know, I think that there are certain races and classes of people that we're still okay to make fun of. Oh, okay. All right. That's, fair enough. That's how that's how mm-hmm. it works in my mind. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um 
pretty much if you're any version of white people, you're pretty much safe on the the mod. You can make fun of them. Yeah, that, yeah. it's okay. okay. Um, anyway, so uh, I they do sell little individual bleach packets that you can add to like a bottle of water. And typically something like that, you're going to want to wait at least 10 minutes after you add it. You know, 30 minutes is even better. But mm -hmm. 10 is good. And uh, before you drink it, not going to be the best tasting water, but at least you're not going to die. I have a water filter. I have like a life straw. And we had a, a listener send us an awesome water bottle from a company called Purity um, a long time ago. Right. And that's actually in my bug out bag, my get home bag. Worked real. Yeah. And you just and it was fill it up and you basically drink through a straw in the container and you can put anything in there. I think. Yeah. It was. I, yeah. I really tried water. Yeah. We yeah. Tried I really tried the nastiest water I could get, I could find and put it in there and it was great. It, it really worked out well. Um, people who do the long term trips, there are a lot of companies out there that do pumps that you can pump and fill up all your water bottles that have pump filters. Mm -hmm. And that might be a way to go. Um, you uh, might want to look at that. The uh, After you got your water and your food, like I said, there's a first aid kit. You want things for hiking too, like moleskins, things like that. Uh, pain relievers. Uh, usually tweezers are nice because they're small and easy. Uh, right, right. Tape. It's not something that's 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 breaking your back carrying uh, an extra pair of little tweezers around with you. But there's a lot of stuff like that that I think is uh, worthwhile. When you're packing a bag to be carrying it, you really want to have as much stuff as available as possible. But you don't want to be, you know, killing your back trying to lug a 600 pound bag around with you. Right. Now I have a couple things. Uh, caffeine pills or or different things like that are great. Uh, yeah. sunblock is crucial that people don't think about, uh, deep woods off, depending on your environment. You know, maybe it's not relevant in the desert, but pretty much anywhere else, you probably yep. want some kind of good bug spray, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, uh, if you wanted to upgrade the caffeine pills are great. If you wanted to upgrade, maybe keeping a little bit of crystal meth in your bag. Yeah. That's definitely, I, you, know, you know, that's great. Works great. Better the Nazis, than caffeine. Like moved into Russia, like nothing. They didn't mm -hmm. think twice. They were like cold weather, whatever. We don't mm -hmm. care. You just whatever. You know, a little speed, a little pick me up, uh -huh. whatever you got to do. And that might not help you at the traffic stop, but it might help you get home if you know you have to right. go through Siberia to get where you're going. Right. Just Make say. those cops get a warrant if they want to look in your trunk, man. <laughs> Kevin, that's wrong. You know, you should apologize right now. The okay. messed up thing is, if it if it officer wants to search your car, and they'll they'll ask you first, and you say no, oh, yeah, and then they'll be like, oh, we'll get the dogs out here. But the trick is, the dogs always alert. It doesn't matter what you have in your car; the dogs always going to say they smell something in there, and it's going to give them a reason to go through your stuff. So, you know, typically, if you get pulled over, just don't be an asshole. You know, especially if you have crystal meth in your trunk, don't be an asshole when you get pulled over. Be polite, be courteous. You curse them out after they leave and you pull away, then you can curse them out, but not during the stop. No, I, I, I just, you know, those of you who are listening on the podcast, I have to point out we're not lawyers and this is for entertainment. <laughs> and, right. and there's a lot of good takeaway too. I'm just saying, not lawyers. It's not legal advice. Um, 
Kevin might think it is, but nope, not legal advice. Just saying. Yeah. Um, That's true. That's true. I mean, generally speaking, I see somebody had said, offer to share with the officer. Generally speaking, when it comes to the police, at least in my area, the only drug that they'd be willing to share with you are steroids. Yeah, if you want to buy steroids, steroids in this area, yeah. oh, you're yeah. you're getting it from police officers. <laughs> That's Be, I mean, I'm just being honest. Those are the nah. those are the dealers here, and it's it's safe to do because the cops aren't going to rat on themselves. Exactly, you're smart. the uh, The best way too to get away. Um, sorry, moving back to uh, things we talked about: first aid. We talked about sunblock and all that. The other thing: personal hygiene stuff. So toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, might be nice. You know, maybe that's not something you do. I mean, to be honest, if you had to go three days without brushing your teeth, you wouldn't be happy, but the world wouldn't end. But yeah, but I mean, it's another, it's another one of those things that weighs absolutely nothing and takes up almost no space. And, you know, and how does it help your mental health when you wake up fresh and you're like, Oh, my mouth doesn't taste like a sewer. Yeah. Not that I wake up. I mean, I'm fully, I'm just saying, Hypothetically, yeah. I'm I'm fully on board with fighting against the the evils of gingivitis. So I mean, it is it is something to take seriously. Okay, they say it can lead to heart disease. They always think everything can lead to heart disease. So I yeah I got that up to maybe maybe not. Yeah, I um, heard I read a study where they said like comparing people's dental hygiene with their health overall, and you know it correlates with being bad. But I feel like if you don't take care of your teeth. You're probably you not really careful with your diet either, you know? Right. Exactly. They kind of go hand in hand. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let me tell you about, you can go without brushing your teeth, but can you go without toilet paper? <sighs> uh, now, one of my bags, I have like a full roll and another bag, I have like a wadded up, like, you know, like end of a roll kind of, you know, maybe... You know, I flattened mm-hmm. it out and it fit in a little bag and it's nice, you know, so that's something to think about. Um, yep. Now, what about... Yeah, I, I know... Well, Chuck... Oh, sorry, go ahead. You have a valid point about toilet paper because I had uh, a roll of toilet paper and it got wet and you know how it, how it gets. Once it's wet, like it just turns into a brick. And I was wiping with leaves the other day and I did not get like that fresh clean feeling when i was done you know what i mean you don't really get everything out of there uh so yeah i think i think toilet paper or baby wipes like like the guy like uh slow burn said it's it's worth having it's worth having in your vehicle because it's uh you know you ever get that not not so fresh feeling that's what i'm talking about <laughs> you know yeah yeah baby wipes you know whatever you do you right um all right so fire starting now, typically, if you're thinking 72 hours, I mean, I, I think I do have like a uh, flint and steel kind of set there. But to be mm. honest, if you had two or three lighters and some matches that you had in a little container that was able right. to stay dry, probably mm-hmm. be okay. I'm not saying right. you have to master the art of the bow drill or anything for three yeah. days. That's it's not- it's worthwhile to learn how to do it, but it be honest with you it is not easy to do that especially if anything's damp you know if you have real dry stuff to work with but typically speaking depending on where you are that's not that's not the case it's usually right usually everything's a little little damp and and wet and when you're trying to start a bow drill with with damp wood you're gonna be there a while exactly now 
I also do, now you want to think about navigation. So a compass, if you actually know how to use it, um, turns out you can learn to look at some stars. Turns mm -hmm. out you can figure out uh, which which side of the world that the sun comes up on and goes down every day. Uh -huh. Turns out people never know that one. They're like, how will I know which way is east? And I'm like, um, you, you just look up in the sky. Yeah, you and, should you, know, you should know. You should be able to look around depending on what time it is and figure it out pretty easy. And figure it out, but we won't we won't get into that. That's something for you to learn on your own time. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can only do so much. I mean, I'm the victim here. Uh I would also recommend I, I actually have a big uh like Atlas roadmap and the big folded. Now it's great if you have one of your state or if you live in the Northeast, you might want a Northeast map, whatever, something more particular. Obviously, the smaller roads that you can go down to, the better off you're going to be. Right. But, uh, you know, it depends. Like, if you're never traveling, you know, to the left of the states that you live in, then maybe you don't need anything other than, you know, the one, you know, your coast kind of thing. Right. But if, you know, you're on the go and, and a world traveler, you need a map of the area and a way to get home. So many people only think about their phone and how to get home that way. And even if nothing else, if you're like, oh, well, Chuck, I didn't buy a map and I'm going on a trip, print out the, you know, the MapQuest uh, old school direction. Is that still a thing? Can I, I still go on MapQuest and print I did that the out? the other day. I was like, oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. I can print out my road trip. And I mean, to be honest, I, I can drive from here to New York or whatever. Cause I've done it enough times. Right. But I know the highways, but do I know any workaround? Like if there's a bridge and Oh, there's a roadblock at that bridge. Right. Right. I'm guessing where I'm going to get to the next bridge that might be, you know, small enough or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. a crossing that might be suitable. Just something to think about. I mean, it, again, it depends how, paranoid you really are you know yeah um, and, and you know that's a valid point though the sporting goods stores have those uh hunting maps and yeah, that will show the smaller dirt map. roads and and the the workarounds um you know i have i keep a, a hiking you know a map with the with the local trails in my car not because i feel like i'm gonna jump out of my car at some point and have to you know hike through the mountains to get back to my house but you know sometimes Sometimes it's just a good feeling. It's just like warm inside that you could just pull over your, your car to the side of the road and disappear for the rest of uh, the rest of your life. You know, yeah. sometimes you, you need to burn your old life down and, and move on to something new. So it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, slow burn had mentioned, you know, uh, some uh, the cotton balls dipped in wax and, you know, making it easy to light. People don't realize that if you try and, start a fire with wet stuff it really sucks mm -hmm. and you know something to keep in mind but um you know hey uh in the boy scouts we used to take an egg carton and we would uh mix uh wax and sawdust and fill up these the each little you know cardboard section and cut them in and make little fire starters out of them you know and they sell fancy things if you know you're not creative and don't like to do stuff i'm sure actually buying a candle and melting it down costs you a couple of bucks anymore. Plus, freaking dozen eggs is like four or five bucks, depending on where you live, right? So, you know, who knows? Maybe you don't have extra egg cartons lying around. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, you know hacks that you can find on how to how to get um how to get make make some fire starter and keep it. You can buy the stuff from a 
uh, whatever, a sporting goods store. But, you know, you can make that stuff with stuff that you are already throwing in the garbage, you know? Yep. Um, so next thing, uh, shelter. So now, obviously, everybody's like, oh, I have that thermal blanket that I bought for four, for a dollar, right? And there's different things like that. And the thicker and better and bigger that you can go, the better it gets, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are different really compact sleeping bags. Know your environment. If you're up in Alaska, things are a little bit different. Um, you know, Uncle Whiskey, I'm looking in your direction. But uh, you know how that is. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, look for like small tents, different things. Think about what you're going to be able to carry, what you're going to be able to use, what's practical. You know, hiking around with a tent, probably not that good. Having a tarp that you can lay on the ground and a tarp that you can put over you, probably a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, I have a, I have a folded up tarp, not out of the package that's, you know, in my get home bag, but I also keep a tarp laid out in my trunk you know in case you have any spills or anything or you have to get rid of a dead body it's nice to have something already laid out in there to keep your stuff from getting getting nasty you know smart no definitely a good go-to i also uh you know if you're on the more paranoid side turns out they have those uh thermal blankets available in uh green and you can get it now i actually found one that's like nine by nine that in case you need to hide from the helicopter with the thermal imaging, mm-hmm. bam, you're under there, undetectable. Right. Just saying, might be something that's relevant to you. You never know when you're on the run, right? You right. know, anybody can k- become a fugitive at any time. You never know when things are going to go wrong. I just saw him arresting this poor black kid because he was taking his trash out the other day on uh, on the he internet. I hasn't seen that play out. Is what mm-hmm. he was in his damn slippers. Uh, taking his trash out and four police cars showed up and had him in handcuffs. That, that only sounds right. <laughs> um, now, uh, I would also say like glow sticks, signal flares would be great in the car. Um, the paracord, uh, we talked about that. Yeah, that's pretty much, uh, people talk about like making sure your car is prepped again with, make sure you have the documents, you know, you have the, the proper registration, the insurance card. So often people get into these spots and they don't have things that they should that are obvious. And to be honest, if you don't give law enforcement or somebody a reason to mess with you, your odds are a lot better. You know, you just, once you put them on edge by, Hey, I'm really disorganized and I don't have anything going for me. Then, you know, that that just invites the door. Right. I mean, it is tricky with, with a car, it's it's almost impossible to drive a car and obey the law at all the t- all the time, you know, and be in compliance. Especially in New York State, they have so many regulations on on stuff with your vehicle. Typically, what I would say is is never break two laws at the same time. You know what I mean? If you know your registration's out of date, don't go don't speed. You know, fair enough. That's yeah. you know. Now I just. Real quick, I saw in the comments my Aunt Sharon is in here. Oh. Lovely woman. I want everybody to make sure they're extra nice to her. Uh, beautiful, beautiful woman, too. Gorgeous. Oh, and you recommend to zip it and not, is that like, don't talk back? Don't give them any? <laughs> that's that's right. Keep your mouth like, shut if you get pulled pigs. over. And- yeah. You know, that that's probably not the go-to. Not the way to go. I, I, I know, know that. You pulled me over. Yeah, I got a ticket. 
and I, I called my lawyer. I said, hey, do you think think you can get me out of this? And he goes, well, yeah, but he goes, were you an asshole to the cop? And I was like, no, no. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? But apparently that's a real thing. Yeah. If you get a ticket and you want to get out of it, being an asshole to the cop is a sure way that he's going to show up and make sure right. that right. He's that make sure he really screws your ass. Yep. So, um, anything else that you want to that you want to touch on here? I feel pretty good. Um, we are going to do a quick after show afterward. There's a lot of things going on in the world that people might want to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. I made the big pitch last week for uh, that you guys should check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Prepping Badass. Mm-hmm. Great. I love it. I would love for you guys to check it out. See what we got there. You can get uh, a mug, a, a t-shirt, all kinds of different stuff. But then I get a uh, email from our producer and he's like, hey, just wanted to let you know, Patreon just announced that they were billing from America, but in order to uh, skate on the taxes, they started billing from Ireland and now they're getting like 40% uh, credit card fraud hack uh, kickbacks on all of them because they're billing from Ireland to save on taxes. And everyone's like, oh, Ireland, different place, danger, danger. Mm -hmm. And uh, so who knows? So maybe hold off for a month. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But if not, if you want to risk it, you're a man. You don't care. You're like, I fear no one. Then I say go for it. And Mm -hmm. it's not like there is actual fraud. It's just that people got an alert. There's potential. And and yeah, and I don't want to. Well, it's not even potential for fraud. It's just they're looking at it as, oh, it's from Ireland. It's danger. So there's that. Okay. So sorry about that. Um, Otherwise, you have questions, concerns, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. And I would say otherwise, that's it. And with that, stay safe. And we will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.